You're listening to Grow Yourself Up, a weekly mental health podcast hosted by Kath Cunahan. I'm a psychotherapist, writer, and speaker working in private practice in London. I specialize in the impact of our own childhood on our parenting and how we can heal and integrate our childhood trauma, wounding, and stress so that we can inhabit our full adult selves. Join us each week as we talk about all things growing ourselves up, how we can tend to ourselves in our parenting, generational healing, and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma. Together, we will become more self-compassionate, connected, authentic, resilient, and heart-centered, so we can live our own full and beautiful lives. As a listener of this podcast, you're welcome to come over and join the Facebook group. So search on Facebook for Grow Yourself Up. It's a private Facebook group of all the listeners. And did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan, and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. Hello, how are you this week? It's um, episode 46 of Grow Yourself Up. Welcome back. I'm delighted to have you here. And this week, we're going to be talking about grief and mothering and parenthood. It sometimes sounds strange, and, and often people are confused why there is grief in um, parenting and motherhood and mother, mothering, because in our in our society, um, we, we mostly talk about grief when someone dies and the, um, the kind of the acute pain that we feel um, at that loss. But really, um, motherhood and parenting comes with a huge amount of loss. And there's so much grief that I believe needs to be um, processed and expressed in, in motherhood and parenting. And so I want to kind of open up some conversation about that. I think it's actually such an important um, aspect of parenting that um, I've got an online course, which I'm kind of redesigning at the moment, but one of the modules, it's um, one of like a whole module is actually on grief because I think it is so important. And um, what I notice often is that there's often a feeling of um, or an, even an actual expression by by many of us, which is goes along the lines of, I'm so lucky to have this, therefore I shouldn't feel like this. So we kind of block our own expression of our sadness and our grief because we feel that we should be grateful. And I want to really invite you into decoupling those things. So you can feel intense sadness at the losses you've experienced whether or not anyone else validates them. So that's a really important point. And secondly, you can still be very grateful for um, for what you do have, for the children that you do have, or for what has happened. So you can feel both really grateful and joyful about an experience and also grieve what's happened as a result of that experience. hope that makes sense. So I really want to talk here about all the different losses that we experience Um in this journey of being parents, being mothers, being fathers, because 
there is so much loss that comes with it. And we, we really have to open ourselves up to the complexity of our own experiences. Mainly because if we block our sadness and the expression of our grief, we kind of choke ourselves. We choke our own voices because we think we should be somehow, uh, like somehow different. And for many of us, many of you listening, We've got this message our whole lives of you should be somehow different. Your feelings are not okay. You're too much. You're too sensitive. You are um, just too much. And as part of um, like healing and growing ourselves, actually, we want to welcome in all our, all our sadness, all our feelings. And um, it's really powerful to do that because allowing our grief, allowing our, uh, it to be expressed, processing our grief, also means that we actually open ourselves up to more joy and more happiness because we can't, um, I'm, I've mentioned it before, but um, the Brene Brown has got those famous set of words which says you can't selectively numb emotion. And so if you're trying to numb your grief or block your grief, you're actually also blocking your expression of joy and your expression of happiness and, and the depth to which you allow um, your your feelings to be expressed. What we're aiming for with our feelings is a free-flowing um, expression of our feelings through our body. So to let our feelings come up, to notice them, to acknowledge them, and to take appropriate action if necessary. Sometimes our feelings are really huge and they are perhaps a disproportionate reaction in the moment, which indicates that it's a trauma response. But all of them deserve space. They, they don't necessarily, like our feelings are not the truth about something, because when you have a trauma response, um, you know, we often have a, a skewed um, response to things and we have to kind of wait till we've come back into our adult self to figure out what action to take. But feeling the enormity of your sadness at some things, feeling the losses you've experienced is really, really important. Now, I mentioned earlier about can you allow yourself your grief and your feelings, even if no one else validates it? Because many of us have, there's many common experiences, but we also have um, really individual experiences, which may we may first of all shame ourselves for, or we may think I shouldn't feel like this and I can't feel like this because I'm actually so grateful for what I do have. But I want to kind of welcome you into the fullness of your experience to say, you can have all of your sadness. You can express all of your grief. You don't need someone else to sign it off for you to say that it's okay. So um, I'm going to talk about some of the common um, experiences of loss that happen in um, in parenthood and um, some of the common losses and things that we feel grief about. But there are you in your own individual life will have a lot of um, individual things that you feel loss about. Um, and so kind of notice that for yourself and, and allow yourself to, to kind of honor that, give it some space so that you can process that through your, through your body and, and, um, kind of integrate that experience. So some of the common, um, losses are, um, in parenthood are loss of identity. Um, many of us have grief on the way to becoming a mother or to becoming a father. So, if you've had to go through a fertility journey, um, there's a lot of um, grief and loss that comes along with that often around um, the process that you might have to have to go through. If you have to go through IVF, if you've had um, lots of different types of fertility treatment, there's a lot of 
grief on along that path around um, having to, to have assistance with falling pregnant. Pregnant. Um, there's often a lot of grief about why is my body not um, behaving the way it should in adverted commas. Um, so really, if that's been part of your experience, notice what comes up for you around that. There's often grief about the type of birth we have. Um, many of us go into birth with a plan to have, you know, we, we create a birth plan and there's not enough discussion, actually, I think, about birth plans to say, actually, this is an intention, but it might not work out th- this way. Um, so then we have a lot of grief about what happened in the birth or how the baby was actually born. There's grief about how our own parenting journey has turned out in so many ways. So grief about maybe how we are as parents. Um, if we don't compare up to our measure up to what our fantasy of how we would be as parents, there is grief about how our children are often about that this is so much more complicated than I thought it would be, or I thought I would get a different child or a different baby and it would be much easier, or I would feel more connected to them, or it wouldn't be so complicated or complex. There's so much grief wrapped up in this. And expressing grief and feeling sadness that accompanies the loss of um, the loss of ease doesn't mean you don't deeply love your child and love that you've got this beautiful family. You're still allowed to express that grief and, um, and, and hold that it's a different experience to what you expected. Often there's a loss of friendship. So, um, I had in my, um, experience, um, some very close girlfriends and, um, two of them, kind of broke contact with me um, in early motherhood. And that was a great loss, actually, the loss of the friendship. Neither of them had children, and I think that was somehow tied up in that, but I don't know. And so the loss of um, of friendships, either with people who do have children or don't have children, or there's so much complexity around that because your life changes so radically when you have children in a way that you could never kind of understand before I don't think actually um and so you really like tending to ourselves around that loss of friendship and the loss of support that you thought you might have from those friends there's often the loss of how your relationship was so if you're partner if you're parenting in a partner partnership the way that your relationship was before children is often very different to how it was after children heart is after children. And that can really be a complex piece of um, kind of emotional work and connecting work that needs to be done to work on reconnecting. The relationship doesn't go back to how it was. There's never, I really suggest that there's no point in trying to go back to how things were because things are different. When you've got children, you shift and you change as a person. And so does your partner shift and change as a person. And so it's rather about what are we becoming together as a couple as we parent and, and continue in our partnership. But there's so much in that and, and kind of so much grief um, for, I often notice, I feel a sense of grief for the ease that I used to have. Um, I didn't realize, you know, there's a huge loss of simplicity. I used to think that I didn't have any time and that I was really rushed off my feet and, um, I feel like that a lot more in motherhood. <laughs> um, there's there's a real loss of simpl- simplic- simplicity when you have kiddies because previously we just had to look after ourselves and reparent ourselves, and now there's so much complexity in the um, parenting and reparenting. And as you can hear, I'm using the word complexity a lot this um, this episode. My the words complex and nuanced are some of my favorite words, but I possibly do overuse them. So yes, just bear with me. Um, there's loss of time. You know, 
if you thought you had little leisure time before kids, your leisure time really like just disappears in parenthood. And you have to work really hard to craft that time for leisure, for joy, for for empty space. Um, I've really worked on that in our weekends and it does it does really yield benefits not to be overscheduled. Um, there's the loss of the old you. So that ties in with what I mentioned of identity and it, we never go back. We never go back to a, a, a life of just having to look after ourselves. There's so many other losses. There's loss of, um, you know, if we had a fantasy of, oh, yes, this family member will be so helpful or, or my mom is going to be so engaged and they're going to be such a wonderful grandmother or granny or, um, uh, and that doesn't happen or, um, you know, you don't get the support you hoped for from your family, that's also a devastating loss because, it's the loss of the kind of projected future. And there's so much um, kind of tied up in, in having to to make sense of the life we actually have. And I think that um, one of the things about having children is it brings into sharp relief. We have to really look at the life we're actually living. And it, it, it brings that big question up of how can I really make a beautiful life even though it hasn't turned out the way I hoped? Can I still um, live that? How can I really make this a life that I want to be in? Um, you know, how can I really focus on what it is that that I want to create? And um, often children are painted as such a pinnacle as like, you do this, you do this, you do this, then you have children and it's all going to be wonderful. And for many people, it's really confronting that, oh, this is it now. I've done the things that society tells me to do. And I either feel miserable or I'm like burnt out or whatever. And we really have to kind of sort of look at our scripts and look at how we're contributing to this. Like what patterns are we perpetuating that make us burnt out, for example, or, or, um, or, or continue to make us feel dissatisfied? Like where are we, um, really contributing to things? But okay, this is not necessarily about grief, but I think that, um, in many cases, actually, we have to grieve what we thought life would be like and really embrace what we have instead. I, I want to tell you a story about swimming and, and twins. So we have baby twins. Um, they're now, they'll be nearly seven later this year. And um, one of the biggest things I've had to do is really um, allow myself to grieve never having one baby. And even as I'm talking about it now, it makes me want to cry. But um I am so overjoyed and I mean, what a great gift that I fell pregnant with twins and I'm so lucky that I got two at the same time and it's been so hard. And sometimes when I go to the swimming pool, um, I, I love swimming and there's a small pool next to the big pool and I look at the parents who've brought their single baby swimming and it often really makes me want to cry. I feel such, oh, I can hear I'm like nearly crying now, but... I feel such sadness for never having had that because um, I look at these parents and they 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 often sing nursery rhymes and then they pour water and like their jugs of filling up water and it it's very joyful and they're singing with their babies and they do like nursery rhymes going around in a circle and and you look at the babies and some of them are not very happy in the water but um, there's such pure love that I see going between the the parents and the babies and um, they're so absorbed in each other. And it's so it's such a beautiful thing, and it. I feel really sad that I never had that ease. That I never had, I could never take them to swimming lessons until much later, um, 
and actually have shame about that, that they only went to swimming lessons quite late because it was such a palaver going to the pool. And I guess I never, I didn't think clearly enough to think, okay, well, maybe I'll take one baby one week and the other baby the next week, or I'll get someone to look after the one baby and I can take one. It was all just too overwhelming to think, how on earth am I going to change two babies and take them to swimming? And so I still have a lot of grief about that. And each time I go to the pool, I have to tend to that and to allow that expression of, of grief. And there's a part of me who feels a bit pathetic sharing this with you. But what I'm trying to show you is that my grief is not your grief and your grief will not be my grief because we've had totally different experiences. But in order for me to have a flowing emotional experience in my life, I need to acknowledge the sadness I feel about that. Some of you may listen and think this is ridiculous, but from a kind of a therapeutic point of view, if I want to have a relationship with all the different parts of me and all of my emotional experience, then tending to myself lovingly is how I do that. And not mocking myself for for this expression of grief and not saying to myself, oh, you know, you can't have that, you should be grateful. Because um, so many of us try and shush our experience with gratitude. And I want to invite you into not doing that. Do not shush your experience with gratitude. Like notice where you feel grief. I have, I wanted to have four children and, um, I, I have not got four children and, um, I could not cope with four children. I can really see that quite clearly. And I'm really grateful that I got given two in one go, even though it was really hard. Um, and I knew that it was necessary to stop after two, that I could not con- continue. And, but I feel grief about that. Um, I feel grief about sometimes the sort of mother that I am, that I'm not like a more kind of chilled out mother. Um, I feel grief about the complexity of our own journey. And I'm, I'm telling you all this because I really want you to notice where do you feel grief? There's no need to shame yourself for it um, or to kind of believe that things should be different because grief is is a very kind of personal experience. And um, in many ways, it's actually remarkably simple to to deal with when we actually allow it because we can give ourselves space to just let it come up so um it's not always easy to just cry wherever you are um i understand that but you know when i go to the pool i i notice the pain that comes up for me i talk kindly to myself if i need to or maybe i'll cry later about it um and one of the things about grief is actually sharing it with people, letting people know, and about giving yourself the space to cry about it and to 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 journal on it or to talk about it. Um, when I said it's remarkably simple, it's letting it come up when it when it comes up, if you are in a safe enough place to cry, let that happen. Um, crying is one of the best ways to kind of um, move things through us and to to let that sorrow flow. Re- you know, if you think about it, if we want to be a flowing river, if we're letting the the tears drop from our eyes, that's really stuff is flowing through us. And um, there's there's so much more to say about grief, but I really wanted to kind of do a sort of a starter episode. And um, you know, th- th- it's it's really really very multi layered. This grief, they, it it comes in so many ways. You may be grieving a stage of parenthood or mothering that you're in now. You may be grieving a baby stage. I found it quite hellish living through the early baby stages, but now I grieve the early baby stages. Um and, you know, just hugging them on my chest or 
um, those very tender moments when when they didn't talk back to me constantly. So, yeah, sometimes I just have grief about the complexity of it all. So I really want to invite you into thinking about your own experience of grief. How do you let yourself experience that loss? Do you allow yourself to acknowledge loss? This will tap a lot into your own childhood as well. Like, do you allow yourself to acknowledge the losses of your childhood and to feel the pain that you may hold around this? Um, I really want you to remember that if we block our own sadness and the expression of our grief, we, we in some sense choke ourselves. So can you unchoke yourself and allow your emotion to flow, whether or not someone else thinks that's valid? All of you is valid. I really want to invite you into that idea. Um, I keep on saying invite you as well. So really allowing all parts of you to kind of be there and for you to be there, you as the functional adult, to be with those parts. Okay, I'm sending you lots of love. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living.